Hello and good morning and welcome to the Quiet Out Loud. Um, I'm super excited to tell you guys why I named this channel the Quiet Out Loud. So I'm going to go through that this morning, kind of what that means to me. And then I'm also going to spend a few minutes talking about big lies. So the question is, is does the government... Uh, the mainstream media, um, world corporations, do they all conspire together to lie to the public? And I, I just want to get you thinking about that um, during this episode, because I think it will lay some groundwork for some future episodes. So no, it's not a rhetorical question of does the government lie to us? I mean, I think of course they do, but we'll get into that. So first, let's start out with why I am calling this channel The Quiet Out Loud. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. One, biblically, we are called to live a peaceful and quiet life as Christians. Um, and we're called to boldly proclaim Jesus and the truth. So there is this, I think, tension in a Christian life of living peacefully, quietly, but also living really boldly. So again, it's kind of, you know, as Christians, you're called to be quietly living out loud. Um, so that's the first reason why that name kind of came to me. Second, um, I've been sharing controversial thoughts and opinions on social media for quite a while. Um, years, actually, I've blogged off and on. And about a year and a half ago, I started making TikTok videos. So I know that's how a lot of you have found me. And in those videos, I would mostly do comedy type sketches where I'm challenging a mainstream narrative, or I would maybe do a Christian apologetics skit where I would maybe dismantle common, common objections to the Bible or biblical principles. Um, and I would get these comments from viewers saying things like, thank you for saying this. I want to also say this publicly, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid of being fired. I'm afraid of my friends being mad at me. Like some sort of fear was holding people back from saying some of the things that I would say. Um, you know, or they would say, thank you for putting into words what's been going through my mind. Um, I was saying some things out loud, again, that other people wanted to, but they couldn't, felt like they couldn't for whatever reason. Um, of course, I lost that TikTok account um, right as it was crossing over about 150,000 followers and had over 2 million likes, um, permanently banned with no explanation and um, you know, constantly battling my videos being reported and I would win the appeals, but ultimately the account was lost and there was nothing I could do. So um, hours of hard work and content and relationships with people just poof, gone. And isn't that the world we live in right now? If you say something that doesn't fit the current narrative, you'll just be deleted. Your online persona, gone. Um, and there's, there's, again, there was nothing you can, you know, there's nothing I could do. So it's just the, the message is you need to get in line with the current narrative. You need to agree with it and, or you need to shut up. So, I mean, while I enjoy doing the comedy skits, I don't enjoy my work being at the mercy of some, you know, or algorithm or unreachable entity that has an agenda to drive a singular narrative. It's just, it's very frustrating. Um, so I'm trying some new things, uh, some long, longer form videos, this podcast blogging, and I'm hoping to continue to say things out loud that maybe others are keeping quiet on out of some sort of fear, or maybe they haven't like quite processed through really what they think um, and believe. So, you know, my goal isn't to necessarily 
give a bunch of answers, um, but rather to get us all thinking, just to get us all thinking and maybe stretching um, or, you know, our brains a little bit on what we're being told uh, through, again, mainstream media or you know, other media outlets. So um, that's kind of what the channel means to me and how I came up with the name, um, The Quiet Out Loud. So let's move on to the topic of big lies or also known as conspiracy theories. Now, I'm not going to address um, any specific conspiracy theories and tell you, oh, this one is definitely true and, and this one's not, or here's some evidence. Like, I'm not here today to convince you of anything in particular, but rather just to give you some thoughts to chew on. So in order to have, you know, a conspiracy theory, you have to have a lie, a public lie that is um, told and controlled and maintained by someone in some sort of, or, you know, some sort of group of people in a authority or power position. So let's start with a very basic question. Are we, the public, lied to by the government, by corporations, world powers, mainstream media, et cetera, on a regular basis? Like, do these groups conspire to lie to us? And, you know, I think the question you, know, you have to answer, you know, ask after that is, is, is why they are doing it. Um, obviously, I think, you know, we can talk about that later, but, you know, is it for power? Is it like, what are they, what is, what are they trying to accomplish if they do lie to us? You know, I said something once on my Instagram and I would stick by it. If they can convince you that oats and nuts produce milk, that mushed up soy is meat, or that mung beans and canola oil is the same thing as eating an egg, they can convince you of anything. And fake meat has worse ingredients than generic dog food. And they have convinced an entire segment of people that it, that is better for them to eat than just plain, simple, real meat or real eggs. So and just a sidebar, like really quick, I mean, for people who supposedly hate meat and animal products, it always kind of boggles my mind that vegetarians spend so much time trying to replicate it. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, and you might argue, like people might argue, like, that's just harmless marketing tactics. And that's just a play on words. No one actually believes that you can milk an almond, you know. But I think if you think about, like, um, there's this egg product out there, and it's it's not real eggs, not made of eggs, has no eggs in it. But the name of the product is just eggs. There's no eggs. It's, it's, it is, it's a soy based product with some canola oil and it's called just eggs. Is this harmless? I mean, is it harmless to go through life participating in these little lies and justifying them? And say, oh, it's just marketing dust. It's just some marketing sprinkle. Um, but I think most people agree that lying or participating in lying is generally not good, right? I mean, generally we, you know, I think, again, most people would agree, we have some common ground that lying is not a good thing to do. So why do we have this cognitive dissonance in some areas? Like, why do we excuse it in some areas? And does remaining silent or excusing these little, these little lies, like just eggs, does it train us to do so on a larger scale? Again, I'm not here to provide you those answers. These are just questions. These are questions that I have that I, that I ask, I mean, of myself. And, you know, again, just kind of ponder and think about like, does remaining silent or excusing little lies train us to do so on bigger lies? And let me give you some examples. Like, it's just a clump of cells, not a baby. Or 
yeah, a man can become a woman. It was just a mostly peaceful protest. If you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. And what about them even calling it a vaccine when it wasn't? They literally had to change the definition of the word vaccine so that the COVID shot would meet that definition. And, and, and isn't that the like, that's the world we live in right now? And if, if they will just change the definition of words so that the lies are no longer lies. Again, I want to say that again. They will change the definition of words so that the lies are no longer lies. I mean, but that doesn't change the truth, right? Ultimately, that doesn't actually change the truth. So how many lies do we let slide just right past us every day? Like some of the things I just listed, we let them go, we participate in them every single day simply because it's easier. It's just easier. It's it's hard to push back on everything, right? I mean, I would agree with that. And, you know, you just let it go. But does that build? I don't know. Like, does that kind of build in us that we just we just kind of sweep it under the rug? Like, it's not a big deal. I don't have enough brain space to think about it. So I took a poll on my IG and asked, do you think the government and or world powers lie to us? And I don't mean like, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't mean that they make a mistake. I mean that they blatantly and purposefully lie to us. And 99% of people said yes, that they do. Isn't that crazy? 99% of people on my my little poll, and it was a pretty, I mean, I don't have a bajillion followers, but you know, a lot of people answered. And there was only one person who said no, that they don't lie to us. Um, and I just think that's crazy that 99% of people in my poll um, believe that we are being purposefully lied to. Again, not like by accident or they got something wrong or they made a mistake. Like we could have some grace there, right? But purposefully being lied to. And maybe my IG poll isn't a fair representation of the you know general consensus of the public because the people who follow me, maybe they tend to think like I do. But again, you know, very pretty popular poll for polls that I've done and extremely, you know, lopsided. So I just have to ask, you know, if we if we know we're being purposefully lied to, or we we believe that we're being purposefully lied to. Exactly how big do those lies get? So if you think of it as like really big conspiracy theories, like, I mean, again, I'm not an expert in conspiracy theories and I don't believe every conspiracy theory. Again, I'm not here to tell you like what to believe and what's true and what's not true. But I am here to ask you the question, like exactly how big of a lie do we think they could get away with? Like some of the really big conspiracy theories about like 9-11, JFK, um, Flat Earth, like, again, like how how big of a lie could they get away with? And I think we assume that they couldn't get away with a really big, massive lie because it'd be too obvious. And I think that assumption is exactly why they could get away with it. I want to repeat that one more time. I think we assume they couldn't get away with a really big, massive lie because it'd be too obvious. But that assumption is exactly why they could get away with it. So I always wanted to tell you guys a little um, story, give you guys kind of an example of what I mean. So I used to work in retail in a major department store um, pretty much right out of college. And part of my training in this program that I was in was to shadow all of the different areas of the store, um, including loss prevention. And I was spending some time with the loss prevention team and we were, you know, sitting in a back office, like, you know, 
with the wall of, of, of eyes. So here we are, we're monitoring all the cameras in the store, um, looking for if anyone is stealing anything, whether it be someone who works there or a customer, again, just, just monitoring what's going on in the store. And all of a sudden, my loss prevention manager points out this man who is trying to steal a giant outdoor grill. And so, you know, think about, I mean, these things are big and it's, it's fully assembled. It's not in a box. Like he's, he's trying to roll it out of the store without paying for it. But let me tell you how he was trying to do this. He, he had to walk through basically the entire store and was trying to push it out the big main entrance of the mall. And there were at least two other doors he could have gone through if he was going to try to steal this quickly, but instead he choose chose the furthest entrance to scoot this thing out of. So he walked all the way from, you know, what was our lawn and garden department. He pushed it through the tool department. He pushed it through a large part of the apparel department and was going to push it all the way out um, this mall entrance. And we're just watching him on the camera. And as he's pushing this girl, you know, through the store, nobody says anything to him. So the workers in the store they didn't notice. They didn't notice someone, you know, with this large object that they hadn't paid for and pushing it out the store. So, you know, long story short, like, you know, our loss prevention team, they go out and stop, you know, stop him. They call the cops, whatever. But I just found it really interesting that someone would try to get away with stealing something so large because isn't it, doesn't that make it that much more obvious? The larger the the item, the more obvious it is that you're stealing it, but it's actually the opposite. So I asked my launch prevention manager, I'm like, isn't that just silly? Like, isn't that a dumb thing to try to do is to steal such this, this huge item? And he told me something that has really stuck with me. He said, the bigger the item they're trying to steal, the more likely they are to get away with it because it is so audacious. In our mind, we're thinking, of course, of course, you know, if you're on the, 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 you know, on the ground level, you know, watching this person do this, you're like, of course they paid for this. Like who would try to, who would try to get away with stealing something so large? That would be so obvious, right? But really the only reason that, that we noticed it where we, from our perspective was because we had a higher level perspective. We had an outside higher level perspective that we were watching this entire situation play out. And, you know, again, the people on the ground level didn't notice because their assumption was who would try to get away with something so audacious and so obvious. And I just can't help but wonder if lying is the same. The bigger the lie, the more likely they are to get away with it because it is so audacious. And if it was that big, I mean, wouldn't there be more, again, like wouldn't there be more people who were aware of it? And wouldn't there be more people who were trying to whistleblow or come forward with the truth? But I think a lot of us are like the people that were working in the retail store that day. We're just, we're just busy minding our own business. We're doing our own thing. Like, and again, we think like there's nothing like, sure, maybe they tell us little lies here and there and, you know, whatever, but they couldn't get away with something really big. I mean, again, people would be talking about that, right? I mean, there would be whistleblowers there'd be people coming forward, trying to expose the truth, but aren't there people trying to come forward and expose the truth? I mean, think about social media over the last two years. Like we, we, 
you know, the last two years, we've seen a huge increase in um, misinformation or disinformation. The flow of information is so controlled. I think that we think, I think we think we have such a, a broad perspective of information now because we do have the internet. We have an, we have access to so much information, but we also have more opportunity for that information to be extremely controlled. I think more than ever before. In, in 1983, 90% of the U.S. media was controlled by 50 companies. In 2011, that had dropped to just six. Six companies controlled the vast majority of news and entertainment media. Now, I know for me, I mean, I'm getting older. I'm 41 now. I mean, we just live in a completely different world than the one I was born into from a media perspective. I mean, you will care what they tell you to care about and nothing else. And I think I think both sides, like if you wanted to talk about, you know, the right versus the left, like I think both sides are really guilty of this. Like they get really worked up about whatever they're told to get worked up about. Um, I think that we are all manipulated in some way, shape or form by media, myself included, you know, I get riled up about stuff and then I have to, and I'll sometimes take a step back. It's like, why am I so worked up about this? Is it because I'm legitimately worked up about this? And I, and I, you know, care about this issue in my heart of hearts, or was it because I saw something on social media and it just kind of lit me on fire and now I'm enraged about it. Again, you'll care what they tell you to care about and nothing else. And so again, I think we're all, you know, we all have the capacity to be manipulated um, by the messages that we see. And, you know, I, I don't have this in my notes, but um, I was reading this fact the other day that your brain has a hard time distinguishing between, tell, I mean, I might, I'm going to butcher this, but your brain has a hard time distinguishing between truth and what it hears over and over. So if you repeat a lie over and over and over, your brain will have a harder and harder time distinguishing that lie from what is really truth. So even if your brain knows what is true, if it hears a lie that contradicts that truth over and over and over, it, it has a hard time telling the difference between the two. Isn't that, that, that just kind of, that kind of blew my mind um, because there, there are messages that we hear over and over and over. Even if you go back to like the little list that I read through, like how many, like how many times have we heard the, you know, um, my body, uh, my, my body, my choice, for example, again, you hear that over and over and over, and you have a hard time distinguishing that from the truth. So even if the truth, you know, even if the truth comes out later, it's too late. Like in, in, in some of these cases, like, um, you know, for example, the vaccine, which I mentioned earlier, it's almost like it's too late. Like it's been two years. People are like, I'm over this. Like I'm exhausted by this messaging and I don't even care anymore that they lied to me. So uh, let me just a couple of examples. Um, just before the 2020 election, there was this huge story regarding Hunter Biden's laptop. Okay, immediately it was labeled as disinformation. And we were told that it was, um, you know, Russia trying to foil with the election. Like you, you could not talk about the laptop on social media. You weren't allowed to. Like information regarding the story was either censored or deprioritized so that it couldn't be effectively it couldn't be discussed in the public square and all the major news networks were reading from the same hymn book and it said that this was a false story and guess what 
it was a true story. And the Russian collusion was actually the lie. So I, I, I recently listened to um, Mark Zuckerberg on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he stated that the FBI called Facebook and told them to be watching for this Russian disinformation regarding the laptop. Wasn't real. They should censor it. And that's exactly what they did. But now what? We know the truth, but does anyone care? It kind of doesn't feel like it, right? Is anyone going to do anything about it? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of, it reminds me of the the oat milk. Like, yeah, just, you know what? It doesn't matter. They can do whatever. I mean, I know it's a lie, but I'm just going to go on with my life. Like I'm, I'm, I don't care anymore. Like I'm, you know, it's, you're exhausted by again, the, the messaging, by the time the truth comes out, the national, this, this outrage is, is over. People have moved on. They just, they just don't care. Again, people are exhausted by life, by politics, by, you know, the constant outrage about a new topic every day. And I think this is why a big reason why they get away with lie after lie, in my opinion. I mean, think about, Think back to the, the store example that I gave where the person is stealing a very large item right out from under the noses of the store employees. When you're on the sales floor of life, metaphorically speaking, we're, we're so busy. We're so distracted. We don't even notice the big lies under our noses. When I conducted that Instagram poll, I, I also asked people to share like, you know, like, okay, if you think that the government lies to you purposefully, like what woke you up to that? And um, what what made you realize that you were being lied to by an authority figure or a large entity? And, you know, not surprisingly, 2020 was a very common answer from the election to COVID. You know, 2020 did not pass the sniff test for most of it. And if you don't know what the sniff test is, you know, the sniff test is, you know, when you look at a a, a subject or a topic, or even if you're analyzing maybe uh, some numbers or results of a project, you know, does it make sense? Like, do you have a good gut feeling about it? Like, does it jive with what you know to be true historically? Like, again, it's just a high level. Does this feel right? And something just didn't feel right about 2020 for a lot of us. I mean, I know for me anyways, it just, all of it felt off. I mean, there were so many things that were questionable. Um, you know, we had COVID, which was um, suspect from the very beginning with the origins and the denial or lie about the lab leak. Then we had a summer of rioting and looting with Black Lives Matter, which also turned out to be a sham of an organization. Again, people were lied to, and yet no one really is talking about that. And then we had the the, the Wild West show of the election. I don't know how anyone could watch that election night and not think that this was a giant robbery. I mean, the sheer numbers of Biden's win was statistically highly, highly improbable. And listen, I don't want to argue about the specifics. And again, I'm not here to tell you like what's true and what's not true, you know, about each of these incidents in 2020. But here we are. And, you know, hindsight really is 2020 in this case. And I mean, if you believe that they can lie and trick you just a little bit, like what's stopping you from believing that they could trick you with a really big lie? Um, and I want to end this with a with a little bit of a personal story. Um, you know, like I just said, many people had kind of an awakening in 2020. Um, even if you didn't go off the deep end of conspiracy theories, um, many people have just had a moment of like something isn't right, right? And and 
I, yes, I had some realizations in 2022, but, um, 2022 wasn't my awakening. It was more of my solidified, like more solidified, um, that, that what I was coming to realize of just some big, again, some big lies that I had fallen to. And I think some of you will be able to relate to this story. So four or five years ago, I, you know, was starting to have some anxiety and just some health issues. And so of course I went to the doctor, right? Um, went to the doctor, had a few tests and, you know, I was immediately put on what I would call the prescription or big pharma superhighway. Um, and what do I mean by that? I mean, my casual observation of friends and family is, you know, um, I see some common trends and that trend is that there are about four basic prescriptions that once you get of a certain age, almost everybody is on specifically women, but men too, um, again, like almost everybody is on at least one of these medications. And those are anxiety medication, an antidepressant, a thyroid medication, and or a statin. So almost everybody I know is on at least one of those, if not more. And I had walked out of my doctor's office, you know, after multiple visits when the first visit, but you know, each time it was like, okay, you know, okay, we're going to give you an anxiety medication. Okay. We also are going to put you on a thyroid. It's just each time there was another one added. Um, and I didn't really walk out of my doctor's appointments with, um, a real explanation as to, you know, like why I wasn't feeling great or, um, you know, or, or what was going on and, and what I could do to help, help my, you know, help my health and help my body. I, I just walked out with prescriptions and, you know, for me personally, I didn't really want to be on all these medications. I mean, they all have their own risks and can be extremely difficult to quit or get off of in the future. And I just, I still didn't feel like I had answers. So I started doing my own research and really looking into, okay, why am I taking this medication and what else is it doing to my body? I think this is one of the the big lies that, you know, we're told in the pharmaceutical world is you can take this medication and you know, it's going to, it's going to, you know, fix whatever's wrong with you. But the problem with a lot of these prescriptions is they actually cause something else to go wrong. And then you've got to take another prescription on top of it to fix what the first prescription is doing to your body. And I think as females, you know, this, this pharmaceutical superhighway is something that we get on very, very young because a lot of young women are, are put on birth control in their early teen years for whatever reason. And I think this, again, this gets, this gets us started down a highway that is, that is not good and is detrimental to our health. And again, is a snowball of, oh, well, you've been on, and they won't tell you that it's because you've been on birth control, but because you've been on birth control, you're now having other issues that again, requires another prescription. So you know, I was, I was really worried about starting, you know, one or all of these medications because again, I had casually observed that once you start one prescription drug, you need a next one. And then you have to deal with the side effects of that one. It's just, again, like kind of one thing after another. Um, and that's why, you know, another reason, you know, prescription superhighway, it's just, it's really difficult to get off of that highway. It's really difficult to get over to the exit lane and figure out how to do that. So, um, my desire was to not get on this highway at all if I could help it. So I really started looking into, um, just food and health and, you know, how was my diet minerals possibly impacting the way that I felt just hoping I'd find some answers. And what I found were lies, <laughs> you know, the, the, the way that our government, big pharma, big agriculture, big corporations work together is, is honestly pretty scary. Um, they are doing things that are 100% harmful to people and calling it 
health, but it's really profits. Like I, I think they just substitute the word. They in in their minds, they're you know we hear them say the word health, um, but what they're thinking is profits in their mind. So COVID and the vaccine development really solidified that for me. Again, like I had already had this sort of awakening. Um, and you know, what happened with COVID was just like, yep, this is, this is what I saw in the, you know, in the food and pharmaceutical industry. Um, what the government recommends that we eat funds, big agriculture, which in turn funds big corporations because they're selling junk food, which in turn funds big pharma, because now we're sick from what we eat, from what we eat. It's a profit cycle and, and the American people are the cash cow. I mean, do some research on the food pyramid in the early 1990s um, and how the government and the USDA literally, they, they made up science to support a grain-based diet. Does no one question why our overall health in the US is so bad? And do you ever wonder that it's because it's by design? Like they've potentially made us sick and unhealthy on purpose. I mean, and, and maybe they didn't intend, you know, maybe when they recommended the food, the, you know, the, the food pyramid with, you know, the grains at the bottom and all the servings of grain, you know, maybe they didn't think like, ah, you know, it won't hurt anybody, but it'll make us a lot of money and it's good for the ag business, et cetera. But the truth is, is that it, they ended up hurting us. I mean, and if they can do that, like if they can forego, and they, they, if you, again, if you, if you research it, you'll find that they actually, um, sh uh, uh, ignored science that said that this would be bad for us and, and replace that that science with, you know, the, the food pyramid. And if they can do that, like, why should we believe them and go along with larger initiatives like, you know, climate change when they have a history of making stuff up and calling it science for profit? I mean, I find it astounding, again, just speak, keeping on the food, you know, and diet piece of it. I just find it it's astounding that it's 2022 and Americans have no idea, no idea how to feed themselves in a way that is healthy. You, know, you can find um, information on whichever style of eating you want to support. You want to eat fine. You want you want to eat keto. Like here's information that either tells you how great it is or how terrible it is. You know, if you, um, you know, want to be a vegetarian, here's, here's science that says how good it is for you. And here's science that tells you how bad it is for you. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, we don't know how much water to drink. We don't know what food to eat that's healthy. Like it is, it is crazy to me, um, again, that, that we're, we're this far into the future and we, we don't know how to eat again in a way that is healthy for us. And I think that's in large part because they want it that way. You know, we're confused, um, we're, we're following what they say and that makes us <clears throat> overweight and unhealthy. So anyways, okay. That is, that is, I want to keep this, you know, keep these as short, um, as I can, you know, under 30 minutes. And that's all I have for today. Again, I just wanted to plant some seeds around, um, you know, kind of starting to think about, um, you know, these big lies that maybe we actually believe, because I think it will, again, lay some groundwork for some future conversations like around feminism, for example. And, you know, was that a big lie um, to women? And is it really beneficial for them? So again, that's kind of another topic that I want to talk about um, in the future. So anyways, um, I'm 
think this is so cool and I'm so excited to do these for you guys. And if you have, you know, topics that you want to talk about, things that maybe you've been kind of mulling over in your in your mind, but um, think you might get canceled for saying out loud, like, let me know. Um, and we'll see if we can talk about it. All right, guys, thank you so much.